Hey, hello everybody. This is the PlayStation Report. It's been a while, uh, and we're back here with another show. Uh, I'm Frank. Uh, recently, uh, recently of the um, Kim Kitsuragi fame. If you were at a TechoCon, a lot of people stopped me. Tyler, Tyler, you're here too. Hey, what's up? Yo, yo, yo. How was your anime, you fucking nerd? It was it was really good. Um, there was some really good stuff there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, my not... I, I don't want to call it low effort, but it was kind of... It wasn't the most... I didn't put the most effort into my cosplay of Kim Kitsuragi. But everyone loved Kim Kitsuragi. And I was not expecting that. It was pretty good. Pretty cool. Um... I played not many video games at the con, if you, if, if you would believe that. But I did play a lot of board games at the convention. Um, some really cool stuff, too. And unfortunately, my favorite game of the ones that I've played is unreleased. And uh, I forgot to ask for, you know, social media handles so I could follow the development of the game. <laughs> so, yeah. But I had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun playing some video games, won some stuff. Uh, I won a competition. Uh, they called it blindfolded Mario Kart, but really I was facing away from the TV while uh, my partner was giving me directions uh, while they could look at the screen. So I, I came in first place. Wow! For the nice. mar for the blindfolded mar Mario Kart. Nice. That's a that's a good idea there. That sounds fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, other stuff. Shit. Uh, we played this game. I guess the con so you know how PAX has like their pins, like their pins and buttons and all that stuff. Yep, that that collectible stuff. Mm -hmm. They do ribbons, ribbons at so they're like sticky ribbons that you stick to your badge and you create like your own. I, I don't know. You, you just keep sticking these ribbons on your badge as you collect them, and uh, I got a, quite a few ribbons too. It was really cool. Um, yeah, I'm. I, I haven't been to a convention in a while, but now that I've, I, I've I've dipped my toes back in, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready for PAX Unplugged this December. Oh, fuck. Is that in uh, Philly? That's in Philly, yeah. Nice. And that is mostly focused on board games? Am I right on that? Yes, that, okay. that is mostly board games. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, like I said, played a lot of cool stuff, bought some stuff. Tyler... I I need someone to stop me from buying dice. Mm. I bought five sets of metal dice in a blind box. Um, they're really cool dice, but I need to stop spending money on dice that I'm not <laughs> getting to use. Or maybe I yeah. just need to find a way to use those dice. Maybe. Yeah. How many dice do you think you have? How many pairs of dice? Okay, so actual, like, sets, I have... Uh, those five and another three like sets, and then I have a bag of assorted dice, like okay. probably about like seventy or eighty dice in in the bag. Wow! So nice, nice. Yeah, and then I also have my big fuck you metal D twenty. It's just a fucking big metal rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. Was there um? Were there, like, panels or anything like that at this thing, or...? There were panels. It was mostly, um... 
mostly, uh, I want to say, like, it was mostly, like, artists and um, voice actors doing the panels. I didn't really attend any panels myself because, I mean, no offense, but the, the subject of the panels just didn't really necessarily interest me or it was, like, information that I've already heard before from other panels that I've already been to, so. Gotcha, yeah. I watched some cool anime music videos, AMVs, if you will. Uh they were really cool. There was a good, uh, there was a good uh, drowning pool. Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was really good. Um, yeah. Was yeah, it I like a, a great time. one day thing or a whole weekend or? I forget. It was a whole weekend. I, okay. Well, so technically it started on Thursday, but I got there Friday and left Sunday afternoon. It was uh, Thursday through Sunday. So nice. Yeah, that sounds like a fun time. Yeah. Got some good eats in Pittsburgh. Nikki's oh. Thai restaurant. Ooh, really okay. good. I'll have to had look the that best up. Yeah, had the best uh basil fried rice that I've I've had since I I left my the, the place that I used to get every week down in Alabama. It was the most comparable to that. So, unfortunately, I did well, fortunately I found it. Unfortunately, it's all the way out in Pittsburgh. So, <laughs> there's that. Um we went to this Greek restaurant, uh, which I'm, I'm not going to drag them. Maybe I just don't like Greek food. Um, and then yeah. there was an Italian restaurant, which was a little bit more expensive, but it was really good. Nice. It was really good stuff. Yeah. Pittsburgh has fucking fantastic food. Yeah. Had some baller. F- I forget the place. I'll have to look it up. <clears throat> but, uh. Baller Indian food when we were over there. Mm. And I got me some uh, Vindaloo. Oh, my God. So fucking good. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, just great food and beer city for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a great time there. And uh, that's why we didn't really have an episode last uh, the last weekend or whatever. So sorry, y'all, but... I was having fun in Pittsburgh. <sighs> yeah, I think it worked out, to be honest with you. Yeah. And plus I had time to play some video games and finish some video games. So. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Tyler? How you been? I am I'm all right. Just just living. Just living. Nothing nothing too new. Um did go and see Oppenheimer in IMAX over the weekend, and that was a miserable experience, only because <laughs> that movie is, it, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen, like, hands down, but it, it just makes you feel like shit um, yeah. about just existence, humans, stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I, I, I haven't watched a movie like that in a long time that's just constantly think about it and I, I i thought about it so much that i started like writing notes in my phone about stuff of just like i, I just i don't know i need to remember these things and seeing it in imax like oh my god that is absolutely the way to go um that yeah just was fucking loud it was terrifying at times beautifully shot but such a haunting movie holy fuck so yeah. that was fun. 
Um, did you follow fu- that up with Barbie? No, did not. Um, hoping to see that soon, though. But, yeah, <laughs> did not um, do that. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, just just hanging out. Getting my fucking garage door fixed tomorrow, hopefully, as well. Oh. Fucking <clears throat> hit the button to open the garage door. It is violent. Like, the whole track of the garage door just pulls down and then sucks up and basically hits the ceiling of my garage. And nice. uh, it's it's pretty intense. So much so that it sometimes stops the garage door from actually opening. Um mm. And I had someone out about two years ago, and it worked totally perfect after that. But I don't know what's happened since. So, yeah. fucking homeowning, you know? Yeah, it's, it's always something. Sometimes. Yeah, it's always something. Yeah. So yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. So, let's get into it. Let's get into what the show is actually about: the video games. The games we've been playing. Tyler, how much Final Fantasy 16 have you played? About 30 minutes. You motherfucker. You fucking fuck. I hope you have something else to talk about. Yeah, sort of. Um, I, because I'm getting my garage door fixed, I took off tomorrow. And I'm playing mm. Final Fantasy all day. And it's going to be fucking glorious. And I cannot wait. Um, but yeah, I, I've only gotten to play about half hour, maybe a little bit more than that, actually. But, um, dude, it's, I don't know, I'm so, so early into it, but it's so good. I can't wait to play more of it. Um, I, just to give you context where I'm at, like, I'm still very early. I have played a character, a different character, and some shit's going down in the castle, and mm, okay, that's where I'm at. You're so, at Phoenix Gate. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, but yeah, can't you know just more, more combat and all that stuff. Um, the first like real boss battle, like I guess you get to do against that Morgul, um, early on in the game. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. But all I hear people say is how good the boss fights are as the game goes along, and I'm like, if it's this fucking cool already in the beginning, <laughs> like, an hour in or whatever, like, I, I just, I can't wait, so. Yeah, but you, you yeah, you finished I it. I just, yeah, I just finished it a couple hours ago. Um, I'll say, hmm, I'm not, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but in the last, I wanna say, half hour to an hour of the game I was touching the controller for maybe 15 minutes mm, lots of cutscenes lots of cutscenes um, well okay when I say touching the controller there were some quick time events that took up some of the time that I'm not counting because it's you're not actually fighting within the game you're just doing the quick time events as the fight unfolds in front of you um yeah, there's a lot of quick time events. A lot of like, they just try to take control of it and make it look as cool as possible, and it it looks really fucking cool. But also, I spent a lot of that that game not playing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the parts I did get to play, the boss battles that I get did get to uh, fight 
in with all those abilities that I accumulated, just fucking slamming some fucking combos down. Really fucking cool. Um, yeah, I just I felt like a fucking I was kicking ass at the end of that game. It was really cool. Uh, uh, That's awesome. I, as far as the story goes, though, yeah, not the strongest Final Fantasy story. Um, it's, I don't know. It's kind of mid, if you will. And by that, I mean average. I don't mean bad. I, I don't know where people got this uh, idea that mid means bad. It just means it's kind of like whatever, average. And things can be average, and that's okay. But I was a little bit disappointed with how uh, Final Fantasy 16 ended up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Not a game of the year contender for me personally. Very fun to play. I really enjoyed that the combat system, but outside of that, there was so many fucking side quests that were not fun to play, but had some cool story along with it. So I felt obligated to play those side quests, and that took up a shit ton of time. Um. Yeah, I just, uh, I felt like some of my time was wasted on those side quests because they weren't necessarily fun, but they felt necessary to understand all the characters. Gotcha. Do you think, could you see this ending up on your list? Just maybe not for Game of the Year? Yeah, it, it could, I mean, it depends how big my list is. Maybe top five, definitely top ten. Gotcha. Okay. Um... We'll see. There's still a lot of year left to go. Yeah. Still plenty of fucking games to come out, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And as far as the question of DLC goes, I stand by what I said earlier. I'd like some Sid DLC. Um, And apart from that, I don't really care too much outside of that. I feel like the game wraps up and... uh, there doesn't need to be any DLC that takes place after the story. Gotcha. So it doesn't leave it open for sixteen two <laughs> or anything like that. I'd hope not, because the way they'd have to do that would be kind of would be super disappointing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. If they walked back on some of the things that happened at the end of the game, too. Yeah. No. Just move on. We don't need a sixteen two. <laughs> do you want to see? Now that you've seen the whole thing, do you want to see, one, this team specifically make another Final Fantasy game or, like, keep being the team? Or um, do you want to see Final Fantasy keep this more serious tone, I guess, um, in future installments? I don't know. Um, So, I, I do... Hmm... The serious tone was a good change of pace, but I'd like to I'd like to go back to when Final Fantasy was more fantasy and less uh holy fuck, this is sad and tragic. <laughs> <laughs> um which fan some Final Fan some aspects of Final Fantasy have been sad and tragic, but it just felt like it was that way throughout the entire game. Um so yeah, I just I don't know. I I do like I do like the game they made. I just wish like maybe there was a better story to go along with it. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, apart from Final Fantasy, though, I have... I mean, I don't really want to talk about it, but, you know, I've had the Bethesda RPG itch, and I've been playing some Fallout 3. Um, I don't want to talk to it. That's an old game. Old game is old. I'm playing it just to get a little... Just to scratch an itch before Starfield comes out. Maybe I can finally get back to other games now. Right. Fallout 3, man. That game is cool, but man, is it old. Like, it just, it looks old. There's some PS3 360 games that just don't look that old. Um, But man, that game looks fucking old when you play it. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What else have you got? Other than your 30 minutes of Final Fantasy 16. Uh, played. I was just really feeling it the other day. There's there's a bunch of racing on. And okay. uh, played I see a lo- where this is going. Played a lot of Pokemon Scarlet, man. Mm-hmm. It was fucking good. Oh, this game is so much fun. Yes, it has its problems. Yes, it has its problems. But man, it's everything I want in a Pokemon game. Um pretty much um i think i'm just about to get my third badge i've done two of the titans and just did my first god what the fuck are they called team dark star is that it i think it's just team star team star they're so fucking stupid in this game um as they have been for the past very much number of uh pokemon games um yeah, so did the, that first, like, base um, there. So definitely checking some shit off, building my team out, uh, just having fun exploring. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Uh, I just, I love just about every aspect of this game. Um, it's just so cool to see the Pokemon out in the wild and all that stuff. And, yes, there are some performance issues, popping and all that stuff, but, man... Yeah, it still it still slaps to me. I I love this game. So I I ended up playing that game almost all day. I think I'm like twelve and a half hours into that game now. So no, I have a long ways to go yet, but absolutely enjoying it. Um, yeah. And then uh, played played some F one twenty three as well. Finished my season. Um, okay. The loss. Uh, one thing I'll say: Las Vegas GP. Interesting track, I'll say that. It kind of felt like the Monza of street circuits. So many long straights. Fucking super long straights. Maybe, like, there's one section where they string together, like, a couple of slow corners, but the rest is all pretty high speed to medium speed corners and very long straights. So... I don't know. Uh, I, it could be good for racing. We'll see. I, I don't know. Um, not going to judge it quite yet, but it was it was quite interesting. Um, down the strip and everything, that whole section's cool, and the way that it also, the track finishes out the lap is also pretty cool as well. So, yeah, um, that, that, that I'm intrigued by what that might turn out to be later in the season. 
the real season. Um, but uh, I also, in that game, have... Uh, I am almost done with it. Finish the uh, story mode. Breaking Point 2. Um, it's fine. I mean, they definitely... It, it's It's literally just a follow-up to the first game and that same story. It brought back some... Some of the same characters, they try to build it out a little bit more in terms of um, every chapter. Not only do you have a primary objective, but there's a bonus objective, and then you're ranked based off performance and something else that I'm blanking on. And the numbers kind of go up a little bit. You can level that stuff up based off of how you do and based off of how you uh, respond to certain situations and interviews and stuff like that um they try to make it a little bit deeper um it's it's fine like i'm not blown away by it i'm not like offended that it's there um it's just something extra to play through in this game and to me you know it's this isn't something that they need to do every year if they do it every two three years makes sense so i'll probably finish that up um, very soon as well because it's it is relatively short, like the first um, first one was in F one twenty one maybe twenty twenty I can't remember. Um, so yeah, cool. That's all I got. All right, so no like a dragonation. It's no no. Uh... Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see where you get a, get with some of these games by the end of the year. You're, yeah. You're, no, I have a, I have a lot to do. Really, uh, you're pushing your luck here. You have a lot to do here uh, in August before you know shit really kicks up. Absolutely. Part of the reason why I'm taking a day off. You know, let's fucking yeah. go. Um, one of the games we'll talk about in the news that I was looking to get back to, but I might hold off a little bit on that. And, uh, yeah. Would that game happened to be Diablo 4. I think it would. I think let's it would be. Let's talk about it then. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Uh, so, people are not happy with Diablo 4. Um, yeah, it's, uh, they made some changes in the. In their patch that I guess was for the launch of their season one, um, and yeah, I, I don't. I'm not, what, what exactly happened here? I they read too much into it. They nerfed so much stuff. They every class super nerfed experience points harder to get or or like you need more to level up basically. Um, Endgame progression, I'm not there yet, but apparently they fucked all that up too. So they People hate this patch so much that I believe tomorrow they're putting out a patch to unpatch the patch. Um, just because people were just so up in arms over this. Um, I just don't get it. I, I don't get... And, and I don't get what, what Blizzard's doing, I guess. Um... Are there? It's a live service game. Are there adjustments that need to be made? Sure, but why so significant? Like, what what the fuck were you doing throughout development then for all these years? To and to me, like nerfing the classes 
Making you not level up as fast and making you feel less powerful goes against why I play Diablo. Like, I like to beat the fucking shit out of creatures and demons and all fucking all sorts of shit and go into a dungeon. Oh my god, there's 25 enemies in front of me. What's going to happen? You wipe them out in five seconds and you feel good. You drop loot. You get experience. Your numbers go up. You get new skills. You get new weapons and armor. Why would you nerf that? I just I just don't understand what they're doing. I, it seem, To me, it seems like they're fucking with stuff just to fuck with it. And it makes absolutely no sense. Um, I don't know if this has to do with the, the battle pass. Like, do they not want you to level up as much in the battle pass? But then there's some stuff coming out with the battle pass now that it just seems like completely grindy and like so not worth it at all to do. Um, I don't know what they're doing. It's fucking stupid. So to me, I'm like, eh, might just wait a little bit to get back to Diablo 4. Yeah, it sounds like they totally misread why people actually fucking like these games. It isn't because of the grind. Like, we tolerate the grind because we want to get loot and new skills and fucking take on harder shit later on. But if you're going to slow that all the way the fuck down, like, what the hell? Yeah. I don't need to play Diablo and have it feel like, you know, Modern Warfare 2's Battle Pass progression. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that battle pass, that battle pass progression sucks ass. You know what feels good in a battle pass? Fortnite, because you level up so fucking fast and it's fun and you're unlocking shit left and right. Why? I just do not understand why some of these developers and publishers don't, just don't don't get that, and they feel the need to nerf shit left and right. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm. You know, after seeing this, maybe... Because the next thing I was going to do is get back in, into Diablo and, you know, maybe f- at, actually finish that game. But I I don't know now, man. I don't know. Yeah. I'm at least going to wait and for this patch to come out that's going <laughs> to unpatch everything. <laughs> Just because, like, no way am I going to... Uh, am I going to sit there and you know, play through it as, as grindy as, I mean, it already feels a little grindy, but not too bad. Uh, I'm, I know it does get a little bit more, you know, way more grindy when you get to higher levels, but that's kind of the point. You're a high level, you know, it's, uh, but nerfing your power when you're at a high level too, just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't know. This, this shit is fucked up fucked up man yeah just feel like too like blizzard is kind of and i I wouldn't even call myself like a massive blizzard fan but i feel like they've just kind of lost their way in terms of balancing things anymore because that's that's why i stopped playing overwatch the first one Yeah, no one like like you're, you're not alone like people don't fucking like overwatch anymore yeah like they overwatch league is shutting down and yes like you know it's fucking and it's not because of that, because, I mean, the, the things go hand in hand. They kept trying to patch the game for the competitive scene, and then the people who just want to fucking play it are, just get fucked on that. And then now there's not going to be Overwatch League because not as many people are interested in Overwatch because it's not accessible to everyone anymore. Exactly. 
Exactly. I mean, they, yeah, they they kept fucking with Overwatch for the competitive scene. And it just it made it not fun anymore to play. Yeah. And um, yeah, maybe that's what some of this was for is for for endgame players. But I don't I don't see the point in nerfing endgame, and then that affects you know the more casual players like like me and you. So I don't know. I just it seems like they have totally lost their way on balancing stuff and supporting things in the proper way they just they put out something it feels good and then they just keep fucking with it until it's not fun anymore and i just i don't get it i don't get it activision on the other hand is headed in the right direction here Nicki minaj is coming into call of duty baby (laughs) fuck yeah about damn time (laughs) snoop dogg is coming back as well if you don't remember, Snoop Dogg was put in the game when they made a World War II Call of Duty. <laughs> which was a weird Call of Duty to put Snoop Dogg in, but Snoop Dogg's coming back for for this, along with Nicki Minaj. It's cool. They should put funny skins in the game. Why not? This, this yeah. is very funny. Yeah. Snoop Dogg, that's that's fucking good. That's I don't know. That that that's really funny to me. Way more fitting. Yeah, I don't know if I'd just call it fitting, but it, it makes more sense to do something goofy with Snoop Dogg in a Modern Warfare game than a World War II game. Yeah. Um, I also saw, I think he's more of a, just a maybe generic Call of Duty character, but uh, the one of the guitar players of Five Finger Death Punch is going to be in Season 5 as well. I saw him tweeting about it. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god. They got everybody in Season Get yeah. everybody back. <laughs> yeah. It's very fun. I uh, just want to throw that out there. Um, we've got some other announcements, however. Uh, not just skins. Um, we're getting a Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2. It's been announced for Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. It's a sequel to... They made... Yeah, they did... I, I almost forgot they made... I forgot the first one was only like a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're Smash like game with Nickelodeon characters. It's yeah, they're gonna make another. It's it's cool. I hope I hope this one is is good. I I don't know. I see Courage the Cowardly Dog. I'm happy. Let me play as Courage. Sure. Yeah. Jimmy Neutron. Let's go. Squidward, oh man, yeah, it, it makes sense that they're doing a uh, sequel to this one. I feel like that first one, um, you know, it did grab people's attention, and it it makes sense. There's a lot of characters Nickelodeon could use, and why not make a second one that has more characters and is hopefully better? Crossplay on all platforms, that's cool. Voice acting this time, I forgot about that. <laughs> Right, wasn't wasn't the first one the game that had like didn't have the voice actor? Or am I thinking of a different game? I had to patch it uh, in. I think I think you're right. Um, <laughs> yeah, but courage, cowardly dog was. Oh wait, that is not that's not courage, is it? Because that was a Cartoon Network show, right? Um, yeah, Who you might be that? right. Who's that? Who's that dog? Who's that dog? Uh, as hmm. I ask. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. 
maybe it, it must be a more modern Nickelodeon thing, or hmm. I don't know. Okay. Huh. Oh. Hmm. You know, I. We need to have a Cartoon Network versus Nickelodeon Smash game. <laughs> yeah. That's what I've unlocked in my brain. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. I'm looking up Nickelodeon Dogs. Nickelodeon Dogs, that's a good Google search. Hmm, maybe is this something from Paw Patrol? It does not look like a Paw Patrol dog. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Who is it? Who's that dog? It's there's a lot of... Show. There's way more Nickelodeon dogs than I thought there would be. Uh, let me see if I can search images with Google. Spunky? See. Hold on. From... Hold on. What the fuck is that from? Oh... Is that no? It's From Rocco's that. Modern Life. Oh man! Hold on, I need to full <laughs> screen. Let me full screen this dog. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that's who that's right. That? Google Lens, tell me who this dog is. Tell me who this dog <laughs> is. Google, you are useless. <laughs> Sorry, this is going to remain a mystery. Yeah. Is that dog wearing a shirt? Looks like it. Huh. Okay. Well, Fuck we're going to have to leave it at that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. We could not identify the dog on this image that you're not seeing because this is a podcast. Really good at describing JPEGs. Um, it's a really good activity to do on a podcast. Um just like going through the numbers. Let's go through the, some numbers. Tyler, Let's I think it. we were approaching this for a while now, but it is official PlayStation 5 sales have surpassed 40 million consoles. Um, it's, uh, yeah, just a milestone out there. I don't, I don't know how much more there is to say, but there are 50 million or 40 million PlayStation 5 consoles out there. Um, well, yeah, I think this is actually a big deal in that 40 million is a lot. In January, they were at 30 million. So PS5 is taken off. Sales in Europe up 116%. And sales, sales up in everywhere, really, um, especially now that the console's available. I think it's also a big deal because... Microsoft just reported their numbers and console sales for them are down 13% year over year. Um, so they're not selling that well at all. Um, the Xbox, well, I mean, it's selling fine, I guess, but they're not growing, um, which could make sense. They've had, they had a bad year last year. You know, I'm sure sales will pick up when Starfield comes out. Um, but... Sony's dominating, man. Like, in terms of actual sales, they are dominating. Um, Switch is down year over year, but Switch has been out for a while, so that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, good good for Sony. Because um, they are kind of crushing everyone with sales right now. Yeah. 
All these sales of consoles, however, probably not going through GameStop, or else uh, we wouldn't have their CFO resigning. Uh, Tyler, I just brought this up because I think it's been like almost. Hold on. It has been about five years since I've stepped foot in a GameStop. Yeah. I think that's I think that's right. I think it's been about five years since I've ever stepped into a GameStop. Yeah, it's been a long time since I bought anything there that wasn't for someone else. Like mm. we bought something in there this was still probably two or three years ago for my wife's nephew, one of them. So mm. yeah. I can see, but yeah, otherwise, I, I haven't been in a GameStop to buy something for myself in a long time. Yeah. I forget about them a lot, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, I don't, hmm. I don't know. Is GameStop going to keep happening? I don't know. I feel like it's not there anymore. Like, I kind of just don't see GameStops. Yeah, I think, I mean, these console manufacturers would love to cut them out, but I, I can see GameStop going away eventually, and maybe there's more retro-focused mom-and-pop shops like um, like we have around us um, that still carry the flag for physical games, things like that. But, yeah, GameStop's CFO leaving after a year. I feel like, too, GameStop has had a lot of people in and out over the past few years trying to save it, trying to turn it around. And it's like, ah, this person left after a year. This person joined the board, nah, gone after a year. You know, it's. They're having a hard time keeping people uh, as well. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I can see GameStop going away, though, for sure. Yeah. Uh,. Not the only bad news, however. Uh, CD Projekt Red laying off 100 people uh, between now and March of next year. It's about 9% of their uh, workforce. Not going to have a job. And that sucks, considering that I thought they were doing okay. I thought Cyberpunk was turned around. I thought they were on a good track, but they're laying people off anyway. Yeah, I saw this too, and I was uh, I was actually pretty surprised. Um, that yeah, I, I it <laughs> if I if I saw how much these games sold, which it was announced what just a couple weeks ago that Witcher has passed fifty million sales, Witcher three, I think, and Cyberpunk. Clearly turn around. There's a lot of excitement for this new expansion. So CD Projekt is clearly doing well. They have a lot of projects in development, which they announced like last year, I think. Three or four different projects. Um, that I don't know. I, I feel like it's kind of crazy that they're laying laying off people. Um, I hope all these people land on their feet. It sucks, but um, I'm sure business-wise, CD Projekt has their reasons um, you know, it's kind of the typical 
we're refining, we are refining the shape of our teams and all that stuff that you hear constantly. But it's just it's just weird to me because it just seems like CD Projekt has a lot of irons in the fire where they could use these people, but they're also selling their games still very much. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It it yeah. sucks. It's part. It sucks, but it's also like not surprising, unfortunately, because everybody's laying people off, especially in tech. At the very least, it sounds like they are going to be offering severance packages. Um, severance packages that I, I, you know, I don't mean to like stir the shit, stir the pot here, but uh, all those layoffs advice um, where the executives basically stole money from the company and now they can't pay severance. Yeah. The people who got laid off advice still haven't been get, getting their severance. And, uh, yeah, that's super fucking shitty. Those mm-hmm. executives should fucking go to jail. I agree. I agree with that. You should not be able to write yourself a check for a bonus. No. That's what I, I'll say. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that should not be legal. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see. All right. Let's talk about Baldur's Gate 3, one of the, our most anticipated games of the year yet, and I'm going to actually move the other story you have somewhat related to that. It's up next to it, so we'll talk about it right after. Um, Larian is definitely going to come back to Divinity Original Sin, but they're making a huge fucking game right now, and I don't know why anyone asked them about this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It it seems kind of rude when so, when they're putting out like this huge ass three hundred hour RPG to ask them what if they're gonna come back to Divinity, like, come on, they haven't even finished this one. Stop asking about their next one. They they are not a two game studio. They are making this one very big game. <laughs> but I yes. am happy to hear that they will eventually return to Divinity Original Sin. This one big game is out a week from today. Yes, for PC, and then later this year on uh, consoles. Right. Yeah, um, I don't blame them for taking a break. It seems like this game has uh, taken a lot out of them, um, especially with all the announcements of like how many what they say 17,000 different endings or something which I don't even know how that's possible mm-hmm. let's just say that that just seems absurd um, at a certain point you get to X amount of endings and it almost doesn't even make a damn difference but you know I'm still very excited to play uh, Baldur's Gate 3 uh, this game looks fucking awesome I like, Divinity Original Sin 3 is, like, one of my most anticipated games that, like, isn't real at all yet. <laughs> <laughs> and that will, won't will be out for five, six, seven more years. Like, I, I cannot wait for another entry into that universe from this studio. And I do hope they go back to it next. Um, sounds like they are. But, yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be a while, for sure. That's the one thing about... Eh, all entertainment, but I feel like especially in video games, it's like, okay, you put this out, but what's next? It's like, dude, just fucking enjoy what they just put out. Like, who gives a fuck what they're doing next? It'll happen when it happens. Um, you know? So, 
Yeah. Can't wait. Play Baldur's Gate, though. Yeah. Uh, speaking of long video games, Star Wars Outlaws promises not to be too long that you don't want to finish it. They've comp- they have uh, been staving off comparisons to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, another Ubisoft game that was maybe a little bit too big. Uh, would you agree that Assassin's Creed Valhalla, too big? Yes. So okay. big that it felt very pointless after a while. Yeah. They're, the developers of Star Wars Outlaws are promising not to do that. Uh, which I am happy about. Um, yeah. This, I mean, the reason I bring this up right after Baldur's Gate, there's been some discussion out there on the internet about uh, games being too big. Baldur's Gate 3 is too fucking big. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like there are certain types of games that are going to be that big, and I, I don't know. It's it's tricky for me. I I trust Larian to make a big video game with a lot of cool stuff. Um, I'm less likely to trust Ubisoft because they've proven time and time again that, yes, games can be big, but... Oftentimes, a big Ubisoft game means a lot of fucking filler. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, it, it is in, an interesting debate. I think a lot of games have gotten too big, um, but there's some games that are massive that I still think are worth it to be as big as they are. Um, Divinity Original Sin 2 is one of them to me. I mean what our playthrough was like 70 hours or something like that and it was it was yeah. fucking perfect i mean that it just kept evolving this world was fucking fascinating like it, it it held your attention whereas valhalla it truly 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 felt repetitive after a while and it was like why am i even doing this and then so that game's kind of broken down into all these kind of zones that you do all these different stories in and I did literally all of them and it did not matter at the end. And that's frustrating. Like don't make this massive game. If you're not going to do something at the end about it, two other games that are massive that I think are fucking perfect to me or, or, or near perfect are the Witcher three wild hunt is huge. And I fucking love it for that. And uh, I know you're not as hot on it, but Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, I, I was about to bring that up, too. Yeah, that's a huge game. But, yeah. Yeah. Like, even though I don't tech, like technically like the direction they went with uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, like, I understand how that game is that long. Like, right. I understand what they're doing there. It isn't as if they're, like, just making it long just to make it long. Right. Exactly. But then even even games that aren't, you know, as big as those can still be way too long. Like, I think the I love it, uh, but The Last of Us Part Two is way too long. It should not have been 25 hours long. Um, you know, Uncharted 4, I love that game as well. That game's way too long for 
for Uncharted. I mean, it just feels like it's it's happening a lot anymore. And I think it's just a... It's kind of a weird frustration I have with just the gaming community, if you want to say that, in that I just feel like there's there's so much just conflating, like, content in hours with, you know, is this worth it or not in, in dollars. And to a degree, that does make sense, but not always. Um, so there's just this weird obsession with it in 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 games um yeah yeah. so i'm i'm very glad that hopefully this game you know they're saying it's not going to be a 200 300 hour game it's like okay but neither was valhalla that but that game was still 100 hours and it was still too much like the game the star wars outlaws i hope it's great it could be 50 hours and still feel too long. It, it, it all also comes down to, like, how interesting is the world? What are you doing? What's the combat like? Are you, does the combat feel interesting? What is, how's the story? Is the story evolving a lot? Like, there's a lot that plays into it. So, this game, I'm glad they're hearing that feedback, but it still could be too long. You know, we kind of got to wait and see until it comes out, but... It's yeah, good I'm Ubisoft's kind of pick. excited yeah. for Star Wars Outlaws. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm. I, Me too. You know, as the as the biggest Star Wars fan in the world, like it's just the stories they could tell <laughs> about you know resisting the Empire. It's just great. It's it's fantastic. Those are my favorite stories. <laughs> yes, I mean the gameplay they showed off was was awesome at the Ubisoft Ford yeah. event uh, last month. So yeah, I, I'm genuinely interested and excited for. An upcoming Ubisoft game. Because it has potential to be different. So. Tyler, you played the first Immortals Phoenix Rising. I did. A game from, that is from uh, what I, too long. <laughs> yeah, from what I gathered, from what you said about that game, what I imagine, Immortals Phoenix Rising was all filler. That's what I gathered. It yeah. seemed like to me that it was all filler. Mostly. Mostly. Because it, it tried to take the Breath of the Wild approach. I think it did it well in some ways. But it still was very Ubisoft. There was just shit everywhere. Um, and yeah, I mean, some of the main missions were cool. But once again, a game that is way too long. Way too long. Could have been like, a tight 12-hour game, but yeah, and it, it wasn't. Right, and it could have... Like, the combat and everything in that game was fucking awesome. I loved it. And you start off, you're like, oh, wow, for a Ubisoft game, like this is actually really cool. Um, and then you just start to do the same thing literally over and over and over and over again without a lot of difference. Um, so, yeah. yeah Seems it like... like- they're not making a second one of those. <laughs> yeah, which is something that was leaked, I think, in that NVIDIA leak. Um, but it, it seemed like something that was kind of a no-brainer. Um, but apparently the game did not sell very well, which makes a lot of sense, to be honest with you. I remember they just like shit this game out in 2020. 
I think they put Valhalla, Watch Dogs Legion, and Immortals Phoenix Rising out all within like two months of each other. Like, and they put it out in early December. Of course it's not going to sell well. Like, you didn't even give it a chance. You know, because people are way more interested in Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs um, than a new IP um, from Ubisoft. So, I feel like they didn't help themselves with it. Um, but even then, it seemed like the the tail of this game didn't... It wasn't really there either. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, uh, I'm gonna move that to the last. Uh, Tencent is is buying more stuff. They they now have a majority stake in uh, Techland, makers of Dying Light. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's more consolidation, I guess. Yep. You're not seeing the end of it. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, Tencent has their their hands in a lot of publishers and developers but i think yeah they so they practically own techland now having a majority stake but uh yeah yeah riot games they own um turtle rock they totally outright bought um i can't remember do they own epic games or not they, uh, they have an investment they do. in Epic. Yeah, games. they I, don't own them, but right. I think they just have a big investment in them. So, yeah, yeah. It's probably not worth our time trying to run down all of the stuff that Tencent owns because <laughs> they have a lot. Yeah, I do wonder what this does for Techland. You know, they does it give them more financial security at all? How does this change their games, if anything? Um, yeah, we'll see what comes what comes of this. But yeah. I mean, yeah, we're just getting in. We're and it's just going to keep happening. Like I don't know, we're going to live in this fucking world where there's like five video game publishers. They just own everything, and then those companies will buy each other, and then there'll be two. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's. Yeah, uh, it's not very good. All right. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con happened recently, and at San Diego Comic-Con, we got some announcements for guest characters coming to Mortal Kombat 1. We've got Homelander, Peacemaker, Lee May, and a few more. Where where are the others? There, There should be more. There should be more. Uh, hmm. There's Omni Man as okay. well. Yeah, I thought. What the hell? Got Tanya and Baraka. Uh, hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, headlined by Omni Man from Invincible, Homelander from The Boys, Peacemaker from uh, DC. Uh, dude, it seems like those characters fit perfectly in a, in a Mortal Kombat game, so that is yeah. awesome. And uh, yeah, this game looks looks fucking great. Maybe I'll check it out. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot lot to play, lot to do, but uh, Mortal Kombat always intrigues me, and uh, this seems like a pretty good good lineup here. All right. 
Last couple stories here. Um, we got Sea of Stars. It's a video game that's launching. Day and date into the PlayStation Plus games catalog and Xbox Game Pass. So they yeah. are, they are double dipping in this. They managed to get money from both PlayStation and Xbox just to release this game on their respective catalogs. It's coming out August 29th. And yeah, if you are either a subscriber to PlayStation Plus Extra or Premium, or if you are a Game Pass subscriber, you'll be able to play this game when it launches. Yeah, and there's a demo out now. Um, this game looks awesome, but I I don't know. I'm sure there's an example that I'm not thinking of, but I feel like this is one of the first examples I could think of of a game that is launching on PlayStation Plus and Game Pass the same day. Yeah. Usually it's one or the other. Um, yeah, but <laughs> they're playing everybody. And if I remember correctly, too, they also got marketing from Nintendo. They were in a Nintendo Direct months yeah. and months ago. I mean, they were literally getting playing with everybody, which is really fascinating and good for them. I mean, I'm sure the money they're getting from Sony and Microsoft here has probably well covered their development. They haven't even sold the game yet, so good for them. I mean, game looks awesome, and yeah, Sony getting... Sony, they don't want they keep they're like we're not doing this day and date thing, but they they have no problem getting out there and getting a few high profile indie titles to launch into their service, which probably financially makes more sense. But um, I just wonder if they're still just testing the waters to see how that works and if they will eventually change their tune on that. I I don't think they will, but it is. Kind of fascinating, the experimentation that's going on there with Sony. Uh, in addition to that, uh, which is coming at the end of August, we do have the monthly games for PlayStation Plus. I like the PlayStation blog because it's a cleaner article than the IGN thing. Yeah. Um, all available. August 1st, all these games. You're going to get PGA Tour 2K23. Dreams and Death's Door. Pretty solid lineup, if you ask me. I I fucking love Death's Door. It's a fantastic video game. Uh, Dreams is interesting, even though they're they're not. I forget what the wording was about their support for that game, but it's kind of winding down. So it's interesting that they're just now getting to giving that game out. And yeah, absolutely, golf, yeah. the big golf game. Yeah, not a bad month, um, for sure. Yeah, I've always been wanting to check out that store, but PGA, that's a, that's an interesting get. And then, yeah, I, I totally agree with you on Dreams. It just makes no fucking sense why they did not do this earlier. Um, yeah. Because they're, you know, they just recently announced, like, they're, they're basically killing Dreams and moving on. So, <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get any of their business decisions with Dreams at all. I'm not saying that as, like, the game is bad or anything like that, but business-wise, I do not understand yeah, they, they totally anything they did. that. Like, it was a fantastic idea. It always showed well in, in like, uh, at, on convention floors. It always looked really cool. And then they just fucking did nothing with it. Yeah, literally. Nothing. 
Makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Not a not a bad line. Yeah. Uh, that's it for the news. Uh, I'm not sure if we have anything else. No. I think that's pretty much I it. I did not get to watch the Hungarian Grand Prix. So I don't know how much I can contribute to that. If you just want to give us a brief rundown. I saw qualifying was interesting, but that's about it. Yes, qualifying was way better than the race. Um, I think the race was fine, but it, I, it's probably one of the weaker races of the year for sure. Um, it had a lot of potential to it. Um, but the, the start was really fascinating. Um, but yeah, qualifying was just one of the best qualifyings I've ever seen. Like I put it like right behind Monaco this year. Like it was just fucking amazing. Um, Lewis Hamilton getting pole by three thousandth of a second over Verstappen. Mm-hmm. Um, Lando Norris was what? 85 thousandths behind. Like, he was right there. I mean, it was it was really fun to watch. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the, the start of the race was probably the, the highlight where Lewis got a good start, but in, like, the second phase, Max really came at him, ran him wide a little bit, but not, not in, like, a 2021, like, I'm going to fucking demolish you sort of way, just, you know, racing. Um, and Piastri snuck up there and was running second for a really long time, and um, from there, it, yeah, just kind of turned into Max running away with it. And he, I think he won by 33 seconds, which is the largest margin of the year, mm-hmm. shockingly. Um, so, yeah. What, what I noticed is after a race start or pit stops, it seems like the gaps to Red Bull stay fairly consistent. And... You know, maybe it fluctuates a little bit up or down or goes up by a second or two, but it's it's over that entire stint distance that Red Bull and especially Max just fucking blow everyone away to where they can consistently keep their tires working better and manage all that way better than anyone else can. So because everyone else has to start like compromising their pace um, and Red Bull just doesn't have to do that. And that's totally what it seemed like. What, what was going on here? So, yeah. I will say, I the the last thing I'll say about the race, I felt so bad for um, Joe Guan Yu. Qualified fifth, career best. Like I was blown away that he was up there. Car just did not go. Like something happened with his revs, um, and so did not go. And then he kind of went bowling, like um, Bolt, uh, Bottas in twenty twenty one. And took out both Alpines. So <laughs> I felt so bad for him though, just because you know I think he's a I think he's a good driver and getting that car to fifth. Holy fuck! Yeah. And just, so yeah, that's about I, it though. You, you didn't miss too much to be honest with you. Yeah, looking forward to maybe we'll have a race at Spa this year. Maybe it's yeah, it's supposed to rain. I'm curious which... to see how the McLarens do on those long straights yeah same they i mean lando finished second piastri ended up fifth so it's like i think their pace is like legit like silverstone wasn't a fluke hungry's a total opposite circuit um to silverstone so yeah i'm super curious how they'll do in spa as well 
I hope we get a race. It's supposed to rain pretty much all weekend, and yeah. spa in Hopefully the rain is hope, very yeah, dangerous. Like, <laughs> uh, we didn't really talk about it, but there was a Formula Regional race where someone died again this year at spa. Yes, yep. So uh, I'm just hoping for a safe race and that, you know maybe some common sense to come into play if uh, if there are some nasty conditions. Yeah. It's another one of, those, one of those crashes at Eau Rouge where, you know, the car comes back onto the track and no one else can see and they're going fucking super fast and, yeah, tragically lost uh, someone there. So, yeah, I hope we get a race, but if it means that if we got that race and it'd be super dangerous, then I don't know if I want that as much as I love Spa. It's just not yeah, I'm just it. not sure what they can do. Like that's, I, I'm trying to imagine what can they do with Spa to like stop that from happening. And like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It just seems that that whole that complex that uh, Overusion Radion, it's just, it is incredibly dangerous. It is just incredibly dangerous to be cresting over the hill, like going uphill and turning where you can like lose it so easily just because it's like the nature of turning uphill and you, it's blind you can't see what's ahead of you and you're trying to get take as much speed as you can because you have like one of the longest straights on the calendar coming up uh-huh. it's just yeah i i don't know what you can do without like slowing down the track yeah uh, i i don't either it, it's it's a complicated situation just because Eau Rouge and, and Radion, they are, that's like the best section of any racetrack, but then it's also the most dangerous, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I think and you can no make the argument. To build it out, like th- just the way the geography is, there's no space to build it out to make it less dangerous. Right, yeah, I, I, totally. And I, I think you can make the argument that Jetta might be more dangerous overall. Yeah. Because um, there's a lot more blind corners, and that is a very fast track. But yeah, that that whole complex there is just very, very dangerous, but also absolutely breathtaking when you can see it done properly. And it's and it's not like dangerous conditions or anything like that. I mean, to see a Formula One car go through there flat out is just fucking nuts. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, but that's that's going to do it for the show this week. We'll come back uh, next time. I I haven't really worked out when we'll be recording. I guess it's uh, Thursday, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. As always, you beautiful people out there listening, share us with your friends. Give us ratings and reviews. All that good stuff. You know what to do. I don't have to tell you, but I'm going to anyway. We'll catch you all next time. Until then, be good to each other, play your video games, and finger in the butt.